Welcome back to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060, online at kdos1060.com and with the new KDOS 1060 app now available for Apple and Android users. Set to have a Valley Sports Conversation, Doug Haller of The Athletic, as we pop on out to the KDOS hotline. Doug, it's Kayla and Bob. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. How are you guys? We're doing well also. Uh, Let's get things started here with ASU men's basketball. On the season, they're sitting at 19-9, and 10-7 in Pac-12 play. Once again, potentially finding themselves on the outside looking in for March Madness. When you look at this program as a whole, 2020 was going to be the year that everything could have changed for the trajectory of ASU men's basketball. COVID shut it all down. Five-star recruits have since come and gone without the splash in the win column. Is Bobby Hurley's time at ASU running out or another year to see if he can build on something like he did in 2020? Well, that's a great question uh, to start off with. Um, and I think there's a lot of different ways to answer it. I think if, if they don't make the NCAA tournament, I think for a Pac-12 school to go three years without making the tournament, it's reasonable to ask uh, a coach who's been around for eight years, like Bobby, you know, if, if his uh, time is, has come to an end. I think that's reasonable. What I can't answer, Kayla, is I don't know where basketball uh, right now fit, fits into ASU's priorities. Uh, just given the fact that you know they've put they've put so much time and resources into getting football right, and as we know, that's still that's an ongoing thing. I mean, obviously they got uh, a new coach with Kenny Dillingham and the staff, and uh, there, there's there's a buzz around the football program. There's no question about that. But I just don't know how quickly you can go from making all those changes to say, okay, now we're going to start over with our basketball program. Um, and the reason I say I don't know how, how important it is is, I mean, you just look at the arena that they're playing in. Um, you know, Desert Financial Arena was outdated more than 10 years ago, and now you're asking a coaching staff to recruit to a place where, you know, they don't like to take, uh, you know, recruits on visit. They don't like to take them over to the arena a lot because, the, you know, just the facilities there aren't great. So, you know, a legitimate question to be asked, I think, but it's just impossible to answer because I just don't know if ASU's in position to make a, make a change if they want to make a change. Yeah, I'm sure you've looked into this to some extent, but, you know, they've gotten off to really good starts. They've had some very impressive wins in the Hurley era in uh, November slash December. It seems as if they've unfortunately had some teams that really haven't improved, like during the conference season. Any reason for that? Any ideas on how that's happened? I think it's an accurate assessment. Uh, you disagree if you want to just you know, go ahead and disagree with that if you want. But uh, I, I, there's expectations after November and December you know, more than occasionally seem to fall short. No, I, I don't think there's, you can really um, disagree with that, Bob. I mean, I think if you go back and look, even the year that they started, uh, I believe it was 17 and 18 when they started. They went through the non-conference season without losing and was up to three, third in the country uh, and then, you know, got into conference play and finished with a losing record and, you know, just uh, kind of had to get back, you know, kind of was pulled back to the bubble. Um, why that is, I, I'm not so sure. I think during the non-conference season, um, you know, coaches have – you know, you're just you don't the opposing coaches, the guy, the guys you're going up against, they just kind of prepare, take a couple of days to prepare. Whereas a conference, you're you know, you're, there's more familiarity, and mm-hmm. you know, Bobby's been around for a while, and other coaches 
uh, have been around for a while, and they probably have a better sense of personnel and how to defend. Um, you know, I, looking at the roster this year, I think it's an NCAA tournament roster. I do. Uh, you know, just with the size that they have, um, you know, with the Cambridge brothers and what they have brought, I, I think it's an NCAA tournament team. So, therefore, if they don't make it, I think, you know, <laughs> who's, playing, who's, who's at fall here? They haven't had any major injury. I know there was the whole Marcus Bagley drama earlier in the season, but I still think this is an NCAA tournament team. Um, for whatever reason, you know, it's a strong defensive team, but it just seems like with Bobby's teams, it becomes a struggle uh, offensively uh, mid to late in the year, particularly with shooting. And I, and I think there's uh, a conversation to be had whether the offensive freedom that he gives uh, his team and everything's kind of, you know, um, beating guys, you know, ball screen, beating guys off the dribble and creating driving lanes and then uh, driving dish opportunities. Um, you know, they just haven't shot the ball well enough for it to stand up. And I, I don't know what the answer to that is. Um, you know, it, it could be as simple as making shots when they when they're when they present themselves. But but you're right. It, it definitely gets to a point to where every year, you know, there's there's just kind of this law where no matter how far they get, where it looks like they're in the field, <laughs> there's like a magnet where the bubble always kind of pulls them back closer to that. Uh, you know, you have to really finish strong to get into the field. He's Doug Howler from The Athletic on the KDOS hotline here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra point. ASU has to try and pick up some wins late in the season in order to make it kind of a question mark for the committee. And it starts Saturday at noon in Tucson against Arizona. But for the U of A, it's kind of been the Tabellas show for most of the season. What growth, though, have you seen from Tommy Lloyd's club? Well, I mean, I think it's... Um... You know, first of all, Arizona always seems to be a bad matchup for ASU just because of their size, uh, their front court. So, but you know, it seems to be what Tommy Lloyd has done in his first two seasons. Uh, and I guess you know, Sean Miller deserves some credit because uh, some of that last year with his players and even some this year. But um, what they've done in the regular season is established, and even going beyond Saturday's game, uh, I, I just think for them, it's just going to be you know, once again, to determine how deep they go. You know, what are we? Are, are they going to be a team that, uh, you know, that's kind of in the Gonzaga mold that, you know, goes into the, the tournament as a favorite and then for whatever reason finds a bad matchup and loses earlier than what they should have? I think that happened a little bit last year, uh, even though the matchup was difficult. You know, it just depends, like, um, you know, can they take that next step? But, you know, the front court obviously is strong. Uh, their guard play, I think, has always been kind of one of those, like, do they have the guard play to make a deep run in March? But, um, you know, you can't argue with the results. They've been uh, really consistent. Uh, some loss, some losses here and, you know, a couple losses that make you raise your eyebrows. But other than that, um, you know, just very consistent. And the next question is, you know, what can they apply that consistently and make a run into March? You know, how important is it for the U of A or for UCLA, that, for that matter, to be a number one seed in the West? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think, obviously, I think it would mean a lot to the conference, um, you know, especially with the way the conference shapes up and you're looking at, you know, how many bids they may or may not get. But, yeah, I mean, I think any time that you could – and it's, it's changed a little bit. It used to be more so that that first-round game uh, – I don't want to say it was like a buy, but, you know, it was definitely a game that kind of midway through the second half, you're resting your starters for uh, that second round where obviously uh, anything can go. But, you know, I, I think that the gap is closed, but I still think that that's huge. It's still a huge advantage. I still think there's a big difference between a one and even a two. 
Um, so yeah, I, I think it's big for either one of those teams, and and really if if they if they can finish strong and possibly you know close out in Vegas, I, I think there's a chance. Uh, and yeah, if that's there, then obviously that would be good for each for either one of those programs. For the U of A, uh, they do score 83.2 points per game. They pass around the ball to the tune of leading uh, assists third in the in the country in the NCA. What weaknesses, though, do you see with this squad when it comes to facing teams outside of the Pac-12? Well, I, I do think that's one of the strengths of, of, of Tommy's teams, just how well they've, they've shared the ball. Um, weaknesses, I mean... I don't know. I mean, I, I just think it's just a matter of like applying to what they've done during the regular season to the postseason. I, you know, I, I felt like last year they they were good enough to win it all, uh, and you know, to to exit as early as they did. You know, the first year I think everyone kind of said like, well, you know, that's it's it's, it's a great first season, and it was. But they should have done better. I mean, they should have they should have advanced um, deeper into the tournament. And I, I think that's just the biggest question mark for me is just can can what they do during the regular season does that transfer into the tournament? Uh, where matchups and everything else kind of play a, a, make a bigger impact. On to the Suns we go. Obviously, Kevin Durant added, and we think at some point uh, in the next week or so, he's going to make his Suns debut. Um, a lot of people around the country seems to think that uh, they're going to win the championship now. Is this a championship or bust this year for the Suns? Well, I don't think you make a trade like that, Bob, without saying we're all in. Um, but, I mean, they may be better positioned to to win a championship next year rather than this year. Um, just for, for the simple reason that Kevin Durant hasn't played since early January. Um, no one really knows when he does come back, probably Wednesday, what, what's he going to be like? Is he going to need a week or so to kind of get into game shape? I mean, it's not just Kevin Durant. Um, he's coming back into a team, and maybe it doesn't apply as much this year because the Suns have had so many moving parts with injuries, guys in and out. But how is the chemistry? How is it going to his presence going to affect the chemistry? It's not like he's, you know, a role player or even a good player. He's one of the best who best scorers who ever played this game. So what's that going to look like? What's his health going to be? Even if he would have come back this Friday, the Suns were looking at 22 games. Um, you know, it's a short second half of the season. 22 games to get this figured out before the playoffs. And, you know, now he's going to miss a game, and, you know, that, that time frame uh, decreases a little bit. So, you know, NBA coaches are, are often say that, you know, at the beginning of the season it takes 15 to 20 games to kind of get a feel for who you are. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, the Suns have uh, those 15 to 20 games, and then, then, it's, then the playoffs start. So um, I, I still think I understand perfectly why you would talent-wise when you put them on paper – uh, I, I would start with her, I would start with them and saying like, wow, that's an impressive team. But you also have a team like Denver who's been playing together all season and has that chemistry down. Um, and you know, so I, mean, I would still probably, you know, I would I'd still probably put Denver as the favorite. But the Suns, if they can get that worked out, um, and if if Kevin Durant can come back and be his normal self, they're going to be very dangerous. There's no doubt about that. Doug Howler with The Athletic here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. Along those lines, you know, you're, you're counting on KD, who is coming back from an injury. You're counting on Chris Paul, who has some injury history. You're counting on Devin Booker, who has some injury history. Do the Suns have enough depth around that core group? Yeah, that's a good question. And, you know, that's everyone's kind of a, kind of glossing over that part of it. It's, they're just assuming everyone's going to come back and KD's going to be KD and Chris Paul's going to be Chris Paul. Now, in Chris Paul's case, I will say, you know, he, he has had some time this year to kind of keep his body fresh, dealing with minor 
not, nothing major, but minor injuries that have kept him off the court. So I think that's good. Um, you know, and, and even with Devin, I mean, missing that time like he did it, and that's an injury sometimes that can flare back up. So health is definitely a concern. Um, I, I think it sounds like they're going to get campaign back uh, here shortly, maybe even as soon as uh, this week or, or next. I think that's going to be a huge boost for them. Um, and then after that, it's just kind of figuring it's on Monty Williams to kind of figure out the parts, the rotations, and how that's going to work, who's the fifth starter going to be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously the depth will be a, a factor defensively. I think I have questions losing Mikhail Bridges and what they bring, what they have. Uh, you know, can they get stops when they need to in a close game? So, yeah, there are definitely uh, question marks. Depth is one, uh, defense is another, and, and health is the biggest um, that they have to figure out here in the next, uh, I would say, month or so. Obviously, the Cardinals have undergone a lot of changes here, front office, head coach, et cetera, and they've got a whole bunch of free agents. There's a lot of work to do uh, between now and the start of the league year and beyond. So what, what do we? What, what's your assessment of the Cardinals at this point? Yeah, it's kind of uh, – you know, I don't – I, I, don't, I think it's fine to go young. I think the NFL has been trending toward, toward that side for a while now. But the fact that you have your three most important coaches who are, are all doing this for the first time for the most part, um, you know, Jonathan Gannon is, has tremendous in, in, energy. It's really something to be around him. Uh, but, you know, you have Nick Rollis, who, you know, is 29 as a defensive coordinator. You have an offensive coordinator coming in. Uh, who has really only coached quarterbacks for two seasons in his NFL career, that that is a little bit concerning, I think. I think experience could be overrated, but the fact that your main three guys, um, you know, just don't have a lot of experience doing or moving into the roles that they're, that they're now in. I will really be interested to see um, how that's going to turn out. I mean, obviously he's still throwing out his staff and that you can get, and he's expected to get some more experienced guys. But, you know, I'm really interested to see how the offensive coordinator works, you know, just being around Kyler Murray, uh, you know, because Kyler Murray had, you know, was working with Cliff Kingsbury, who was, you know, kind of handpicked Kyler, and, you know, they had history, and that didn't work out really well. So, you know, how long, I mean, a guy that's, that's only worked uh, with quarterbacks for two seasons, you know, I think he's going to have to make a strong impression to start because Kyler doesn't strike me as someone, um, you know, who, who will kind of let, who will, let someone kind of grow on the job with him. I think he needs somebody right away to say, hey, look, once I'm healthy, let, let's get going. Let's take this next step. So I'm really interested to see how that dynamic works out. Doug, we greatly appreciate you going around Valley Sports with us, and we'll do it again really soon. I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. Once again, he is Doug Howler, and follow the plethora of work that he has coming out from The Athletic.